Hey friends, welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Wren, and I'm super glad you're here. Happy Friday, everybody. The sponsor for this episode is Meredith Design and Company. Stacy Meredith is a local freelance graphic designer with a background in advertising, print, and web design. She has been part owner of two stationary companies, and she also taught graphic design at the college and high school levels. On any given day, you might find her polishing a PowerPoint presentation, rebranding a local business, creating a brochure, designing a website, or lettering a custom invitation. She often joins forces with her husband, JD, who is an equally amazing but different set of skills, including video, photography, and illustration. So for all of your design needs, you can find Stacy on Instagram at Meredith Design Co. or go to her website at MeredithDesignCo.com. Today, my guest is Stacy. Stacy is a wife to JD, mom to Garner and Graham, and a very talented graphic designer. Stacy and I have been friends for almost a decade, and in that time, I have known her to be uplifting, encouraging, truth-telling, and a true friend to me. Listening to this episode will give you the feeling that you are chatting with two friends over here. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about how Stacy quit her job at the peak of her career, how she transitioned through many changes of life, including what she never thought she would do, homeschooling her daughter. We talk about God's provision in her life and her family's life just in so many ways, in friendships, financially, just that He has provided for them. You will be encouraged and uplifted to always follow God's plan even when you don't see the next step ahead of you. So here is my conversation with Stacy. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Stacy. Thank you, Ren. <laughs> this is exciting. I know, it's fun. Thank you for inviting me in. Your house is lovely. I love this whole room, your office that you have. It's fabulous. Oh, thanks. Yes. Okay, so we first met... We can chat about when we first met. We first met... I actually know exactly where I was. We had been living in a neighborhood down the street from where I taught school, and you had moved into our neighborhood, and another neighbor said, oh, hey, you know, Stacy, they live in our neighborhood. And I was like, oh, she's like, they just moved in. And I was like, okay, I need to meet her. Mm-hmm. And we met in the chapel that day. Mm, I do remember. Do you remember? Yeah. Now that you say that. And Susan said, hey, this is Stacy. Or maybe you <clears> came <throat> up to me and said, oh, um, we need we need to meet. So, and that's when I met you. I remember exactly where I was. I remember it too, now that you say that. It, sh- it, ha- it was during an in-service meeting, I'm sure. It was. That it was, was the only reason you would have been I know. at that campus. I know. And you did what there? I was the director of communications. Okay. And I also, at one point or another, was the yearbook advisor. Mm. And then I begged for them to let me teach a graphic design class. Mm. And they finally caved. Yeah. they... I guess realized I was capable. Definitely. Um. Way capable. And we'll just say you are doing a graphic designing. You're designing um, my Friends of a Feather little podcast thing. Oh, yes. So we, need to, we need to get that done. I'm excited. So you're very gifted in that. So I'm glad Thank you got to take you. teach your class. Thank you. Yay. Um, and then I kind of grew that little department and I ended up adding a video editing class. Love and it. by the time I left, they had their own little kind of design media department that was not only a way for the kids to learn these real world skills that aren't normally taught at the right. high school level, right. but also to kind of be part of the marketing support for the school. So everything they were doing was showing up on the website mm-hmm. and in social media and 
Um, it was it was fun. And it was fabulous. It was good quality stuff. And like you said, the kids could learn it too. Thank you. I love it. It was great. Thank you. Yay. So that's how we met. And then we, I guess we, we knowing that we were neighbors, we would see each other and pop over or whatever. Y'all would come swim occasionally and then kind of watched your kids grow up. I mean, watched, you know, them kind of start getting bigger and then your second one came along and then seeing that and just having that close friendship. And that was just so neat because we were in the same neighborhood. I loved it. Oh, I was heartbroken when y'all moved, but I was also slightly jealous because (laughs) I knew our time was coming. Mm -hmm. It would just be a few years later. Right, right. Yeah. So... That's how we met, and we really, I mean, I remember another thing. This is a funny story. Is when, when I had one of my surgeries, and um, I think it was that, it was, I think it was right before I had my son, and it was, um, I was on a lot of medication because of the surgery, and Trisha had taken, when I had her on the podcast a couple months ago, or last month, she told the story that she had to come pick me up from the doctor because Jim had to go fly my parents had an appointment downtown, and I was left at the surgery center, and Jim and Trisha had said, hey, Jim, if you need help, let me know. Well, he called her and was like, we need help. So she drove me home. You offered to go get my prescriptions for me. I remember. And you went and got them. I don't even remember the first time, but you went and picked them up. You brought them over, and you had a red coat on it, and I was laying on the couch, and I looked, and I said, you're right. You look so pretty in that red coat. <laughs> Hmm, I don't remember the red coat, but I sure remember bringing you medicine. Well, I was so drugged on medicine, it could have been a green coat. It could have been a blue coat. I don't know. But you looked really pretty, and I told oh, you. Oh, you're sweet. Anyway, so I just remember that funny That's thing. That's funny. But, you know, and there was so many times when you spoke life into me. I still have the, um, the bird that you made out of um, clay. Oh, um, that, that clay bird. bird, and you put hope with stamps on the side. And I had, and I saw, and when you were making it out of clay, there were your fingerprints in it. And so I remember when we were going through infertility for so long, I remember looking at that bird and seeing the word hope on it, that it gave me hope. And then it was your fingerprints. So I thought, I'm kind of like that bird that God has his fingerprints on me, no matter what happens. And so Aww. I still have it. I had it on my lamp for years and then in my house now I have it in my office so I always think of you when I see that I need to make another one of those birds for me you do that was so cute I think Garner actually helped me make that did she Mm -hmm. oh love her Mm -hmm. so so we're talking about words and everything tell me about your word of the year it is intention slash intentional what does that mean to you I just realized that these years are fleeting and I'm going to look back and I'm going to have regrets if I don't make some changes in my priorities and, um, you know, how I order my day, Mm -hmm. how I redeem my time. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this, but homeschooling my daughter and having a, who's in fourth grade and having a kindergarten son, I want them to remember these years as time that mom and dad were involved. And I don't mean helicopter parents or always... Um, in the middle of everything they do, but sweet time that we spent with them, reading or crafting or playing or mm-hmm. riding bikes or... Right. The simple things that mean a lot. hmm Yes. Okay. So tell us about your family. Well, um, 
I'm married to my husband, J.D., and we just celebrated 13 years Woo! on Monday. That's awesome. Um, we dated for a long time before that, so we've known each other since 01. Okay. Maybe 2000. I'd okay. I have to really think about that for a minute, but anyway... Um, we met through a mutual friend who's also a graphic designer, and um, so we had that that background in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, I got a job not long after we met. Um, that was that was after my first job loss, which I don't know if we'll get into any of that and how God worked through that. But I got a job working where he was, and I know God put me there for him. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's where we were supposed to meet each other and get to know each other and become friends before we ever dated. And see each other in a work environment, mm-hmm. in our work ethic, and mm-hmm. our style, and um, character, and mm-hmm. integrity, and all those things that come along with work. Um, we got married in '05, and uh, we lived up in Tipton County for three years, and I felt like it might as well have been three hours away. Mm-hmm. We got married and moved right out of my community, mm-hmm. which I now see as a as God as well, mm-hmm. right. because had we stayed in Midtown where we lived, we would have continued with the same kind of lifestyle we had before we got married. Mm. Instead of really Which was? going out all the time to eat with friends, spending a lot of time with friends individually and together, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been like we really needed to kind of turn inward to each mm. other and that's good. Figure out the hard stuff. Yeah, that's early, good. Which we figured out some hard stuff early. Mm. Um, it was hard. Mm. It made me question everything about everything, you know, mm. life and marriage and work and, you know, and at that time I was 33. So I still have a lot of growing up to do now at my yeah, age, but I still had, I was, I didn't know anything, yeah. you know? Um, anyway, we ended up moving back into Memphis into your neighborhood. Yes. Three years later when Garner was six months old. Mm. Um, just to be closer to work and yeah. to uh, daycare and right. and and church and community and all that mm-hmm. stuff that we needed mm-hmm. really badly at that point. Um, and well, and then I remember <clears throat> specifically. I remember her walking on your front doorstep. I mean, she had just started walking, so she was probably like a year old. I remember that. I was like, oh. So little, but um, now fourth grade. Okay, so she's going to be in, she's in fourth grade, so how old is she? She's about to be 10. Mm. It's a sweet age. Mm. She still wants to spend a lot of time with me, and she has such a a little kind of homemaking domestic um, Mm -hmm. servant uh, heart. You know, she wants to be a mama one day, and Mm -hmm. I love that, Mm -hmm. and I want to help her be a good mama and learn all those things. That moms need to know. Right. You know, cooking and sewing and mm-hmm. not that all mothers need to know those things, but I feel like some of those things are a lost art. They are. They are for sure. And she loves to do them, so mm-hmm. why not nurture that? And mm-hmm. that's one of the things, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, that homeschooling affords us. Yeah, it does. So, um, <clears throat> it's great. So um, anyway, J.D. and I have been married 13 years, and Garner's 10, and about to be 10, and Graham is 6. Mm-hmm. And um, when he was 2, I'd had a, a pretty good, long, decent career as a graphic designer in advertising and the nonprofit side. Um, I'd been able to teach at the college and high school level, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, I left that job, um, which was hard. Mm-hmm. Is a hard decision. It was. I remember you. You were praying with me right through was, that. Yeah. Um, it was a hard thing. 
And I was not very obedient to the Lord during that time, I don't think, because I feel like he, he put that on my heart long before mm. my actual resignation mm. date. Mm. But I didn't see how it could work. I didn't see how financially it mm. would work. Mm. On paper, this was never going to work. and every What was never going to work? Me, me not having a full salary and benefits. Mm. Um, fear. You know, there was a lot of fear, I think, mm. and not uh, a whole lot of faith mm. <laughs> and trust, which is normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we mm-hmm. all struggle with that. Um, anyway. And what brought you to that decision? Well, I remember very clearly about six months before I turned in my resignation, I, um, we had gone to the beach. I couldn't take my vacation during the summer like teachers could because that was my busiest time mm-hmm. as partial administration. And I had to wait until school really got underway and everything was done that needed to be done before I could take my vacation. So mm-hmm. September was usually our time. Mm-hmm. And we'd gone to the beach and we were on our way back and... Um, Graham was a little bitty, and uh, he was probably a year old. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe just turned two. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And everybody was asleep in the car but me. I was driving. Mm. And I'm driving up 78, somewhere in Mississippi. <laughs> and I just had one of those rare moments that people talk about and you think they're crazy mm. when I felt like I heard the Lord audibly in the car say, mm. I want you to quit teaching. It's time to quit teaching. And I get chills when I say that because I sat there and the tears just started pouring down my face. And I mm. thought, Lord, that's that's my most favorite thing I do. Mm. I love that part of my job. In fact, that's all I want to do. Mm. I don't want to do the rest of the job. It's not fun. Right. And the only reason why I'm there is so I can be involved in the lives of these kids. And it was it was like he was starting to say, but I want you to be involved in the lives of your kids. Mm. And mm. this has been great, and you've been there for a time, but that's that's not your purpose mm. right now. That's not the season. And I, and I didn't say, I just thought, no, this is, I don't want to quit teaching. I've built this little department, and I love it. And it was, it was really strange. Some of, these, some of these semesters, there would be classes with kids that had lost a parent, or, the, or parents were going through divorce, or... Or somebody was really sick in their family, and mm-hmm. and these little classes became like just arms around them to hug them, and I knew that was just God's plan. Mm. So it was really confusing to me that He would say no more. Mm. And so I, JD, woke up from that nap in the car, and I said, "I think I'm supposed to stop teaching." He said, "Really? Mm. But you love teaching." Mm. I said, "I just really feel like God has just said." You need to stop that. Mm. And so over the next few months, I, I, right after that trip, I went and talked to my principal, and I told him, and he, he was sad but understood, and mm-hmm. and talked with my boss for the administration job, and things just weren't, weren't really working out the way I thought they were going to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, things were going to happen with my salary, and things were going to happen that were really going to be difficult for us, mm-hmm. you know, financially, and and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm. I feel like I'm doing what God said, but it's not its not working. Mm. What's the deal? Mm. I remember talking with you lots during that time. Mm-hmm. And somebody else that has been a prayer warrior for both of us, Vita. Mm. Yes. 
Yes, she has. Later I find out her her name means life. Ugh. And she was pouring life into both of us during that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. About similar things, praying for us both. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I remember her saying to me, one afternoon I was struggling with the whole thing and a few months later I was in my house walking and I I felt like it was February. I could totally remember this time of year. Mm. I was walking upstairs in my house from one end to the other, and again, that like clearly God voice said, It's time to quit your job. Mm. And I was like, What? What? (laughs) Yes. I mean, so not just quit teaching. Not just quit teaching. This is now, that was September. Now this is February. Quit job. Quit my job. All of it. (laughs) All of it. And I thought, there is no mm-hmm. way. There's no way, God. That is mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to J.D. and saying, J.D., I felt like, you know, I had another one of those moments where <laughs> God has told me something. And he mm-hmm. said, well, what did he tell you? And I said, he told me I'm supposed to quit my job. And he said, I've been waiting five years mm-hmm. for you to get to this point. And, I mean, the tears again are streaming. And I was just like... Five years. Our daughter was five. He said, you had to come to this on your own. Mm. I could never have said, you're going to stay home after we had kids. Never. Mm. I would never have wanted you to resent me like that. So you had no idea that he had been praying for this for five years. I, you know, I think we'd probably discussed it early on. And, and let me back up a little bit because I never really expected to get married. Mm-hmm. And I really never thought about children. Mm-hmm. So here I am, married with two children. And, I mean, I had never really thought about this moment, mm-hmm. you know, what we would do. And I loved my job, and, mm-hmm. and my, my job was for a, the, a kingdom purpose, and it was a good job, a good place. Mm-hmm. And it still satisfied that desire in you to have a full career. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you're doing what you love. Yeah. And it was ministry at the same time. Yeah. So you're like, what? So I'm 40 at this point mm-hmm. in the story, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, I've had a, you know, I don't know, 17-year career here. Mm. This is just like, I'm in my prime. You know, mm-hmm. this is when people start kind of managing other creatives, and they stop doing so much design work. And mm-hmm. if I quit, you know, I'm, am I going to lose all this? Mm-hmm. You know, all my experience, all the skills, all the... Anyway, I'm, I remember going to my, my head of school, and I told him, this is what, what I feel like is on my heart, and I don't understand it, and I just want you to know I'm praying about it. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's so good. I still work with him, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so good and said, I totally understand. I figured you'd probably get to this point, and I, mm-hmm. I support you and understand, and we'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple, it was probably about five or six weeks later. It was funny because I drafted an email that day, my resignation email, and it sat in my drafts in my my email for weeks. Mm. And during those next few weeks, I mean, it was like a vice grip on Mm. me. The Lord was just putting the pressure on me through people, through Mm. other people. Mm. And I I was starting to like kind of resent those people. And Mm. I started really feeling like, you are causing me all kinds of problems. It, it's your problem. It's mm. not my problem. It's your problem. Mm. Like we do, you know, blame <laughs> As we do. And I remember talking with Vita and t- mm. just cut like pouring all this out and whining and complaining about these people and all this mm. trouble they were causing me. And she very gently said to me, Stacy, 
Sometimes the Lord uses people to accomplish His purpose. Mm. And it's all about you. It's not about them. Mm. And that's a paraphrase, of course, because I don't remember her exact words, but it was, it was what I needed to hear mm. and realize I need a little perspective shift here. Mm. This is not about them. This mm. is about my disobedience and what the Lord is trying to do in my life. And so I ended up uh, meeting with the head of school again. And I said, here's my, my resignation. I mean, this is it. I can't anymore. And it was, it was, it was the middle of the semester. It was like March. Mm-hmm. So I'd already given up the classes. I didn't have that on my plate that semester. So it was just going to be finishing out things that needed to be done for that academic year. And that was it. And he said, I remember sitting in my office and I said, if you ever go and start your own consulting business, you've got a designer. Let me know. Little did I know that story would come back around a couple years later, mm-hmm. which is so cool. So God to do that. So God to do that. Mm-hmm. He asked me if I'd keep, uh, if I'd stay on in a, in a freelance role. And I said, yes, against my better judgment. And I did that for about eight more months and realized I got to cut the apron strings. We have to be done here. Yeah, yeah. And um, I quit with kind of no, what am I going to do next? So what happened next? So I was kind of on the tail end, and I knew I needed to to just cut the strings. And um, JD had a freelance client that we did work for, and we went to this big dinner at the Peabody. And the executive director for that organization leaned over to me during that dinner, and she said, hey, I've taken another job. Do you want my job? And I said, what? (laughs) She said, yeah, it's super easy. You could totally do it. And she had kind of walked a similar journey as me. She had two kids. She'd quit to stay home. She really is probably um, would say, I'm I'm a better mother when I work, you know. But she, she works like I do now from home, and she can be there for all the things and at that time when she was leaving that organization, though, she was going back to work full time. Mm-hmm. So things have changed again for her. Mm-hmm. And I stepped right into her role as the executive director of a, a networking and trade organization here in town. And it was mostly things I could do from home. And the schedule worked really well with uh, Graham and Mother's Day Out a couple of days a week. And Garner was, was in school um, that year. Um, so I did that for about two years, I think. And it just, I took on freelance clients here and there, as I still do, you know, as they came along. We've always kind of held our hand open and let the Lord bring us what He wants us to have when He wants us to have it um, with our business. And so if I could do that with the rest of my life, then maybe I would uh, I would feel like I've kind of achieved some spiritual growth I need to have. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I did some things that were not at all um, graphic design related, Um I kept my hand in design. So during those times that you were kind of <clears throat> looking what to do next and maybe needed encouragement, where do you go when you need encouragement? Well, my first inclination is to talk about all the worries and the concerns and the what ifs. And mm-hmm. and I try to only share those with my prayer warrior friends, you know, people that I know are in the Word, and that are praying daily, and they're seeking His will, um, because I know that they're going to 
number one, pray for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But number two, give me godly counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I learned quite a few years ago, you better be talking to the right people mm-hmm. when you're talking about hard stuff. Yeah. Uh, whether it's in your marriage or your friendships or your work or whatever, because the people who aren't in the Lord mm-hmm. are going to give you the worldly perspective and it's going to make you feel worse and mm-hmm. and really kind of make you focus on things that aren't eternal and important. Back then, we would have thought that that was a major transition, quitting your job. Mm -hmm. But who else knew what was in store? (laughs) We would not have known. We've both had some transitions that have been great. My quitting, your quitting, our house moves, waiting on the Lord. But also, um, you know, and all of those, I, I would have said they were been great, but also hard, too, mm-hmm. in their own ways. What was your biggest takeaway that God has shown you through all of these transitions? Uh, the biggest thing is, is His provision. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have seen it over and over and over mm-hmm. over the last, it's almost been five years since I quit mm. my career, wow. my quote career. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I know that now, you know, when God calls you to do something, he really will equip you to, to do it. Mm. And he'll put the people in your path that he knows you're going to need for encouragement mm-hmm. for, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a text from you at a, mm. a time when, I needed friend encouragement, mm-hmm. or I've been praying for you, and I've got you know several people like that in my life that the Lord has just said, mm-hmm. "I got you. Mm-hmm. You're you're. I'm hearing you." Mm-hmm. Um, he's provided financially mm-hmm. in ways I could, I I couldn't even imagine. The last year, <clears throat> 2017, was a year of after three years of waiting, mm-hmm. a year of a lot of answered prayers. Mm-hmm. And they just came, bam, 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 one mm-hmm. right after another. Yep. And I remember thinking, I've got to remember this. I've got mm-hmm. to write this down because right. I see his hand. He made us wait. He made us learn in that wait. Mm-hmm. He made us learn to trust in that mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. Um, he had better things for us than right. could ever have happened at the beginning of the wait. And he takes you on a journey at a time. If you had, if you had seen even five years ago, where he would have brought you all the way from then, and then Garner being in private school, and then going to homeschool, and then public school, and then back to homeschool, you would have never even thought that. No, I mean that would not have been anything. You would have been like, no, nah. no. So how did he take you through each step? Okay, so um, we were trying to move. Mm-hmm. It was it was probably not long after you guys were able to move, mm-hmm. and um, we had bought at almost the peak of the market. Mm-hmm. And right. that was our negative because we owed, you know, more on the house than we could get for it. First time we um, tried to sell, it was going to be a $30,000 loss, $30, mm-hmm. loss at, at minimum. Mm-hmm. That was just the, you know, right. the loan, you right. know. Right, um, The second time it was going to be like twenty, And the third time it was going to be ten. And um, over three years we tried to mm-hmm. <clears throat> do that. The moment when we realized that we had to pull Garner out of private school was really, um, really hard. It was another really hard moment because I didn't, I, I just was kind of blind, I think, to what quitting my job might really mean. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was going to be hard from month to month. I wasn't going to be making as much as I was, but I never really thought about it affecting her on that level. Right, right. But um, who, do, I mean, you know, yeah. then when God calls you to do it, you obey, you do <clears throat> it. Right. So we started uh, seeking out options. I mean, we tried to do the public school um, optional, whatever it's called, when you... Um, optional program. Yeah, you you go online and you apply on a certain date, and um, and we got denied at the one... Shelby County School we wanted and we tried in this municipality and we got denied there and and I was like two closed doors mm-hmm. I mean I feel like the Lord's saying no you're right. not doing this right, right. now public right. school right now and I was like what are we going to do we mm-hmm. sought out every private school we could mm-hmm. we tried to figure out how we could do it financially would they give us financial aid could we borrow from parents and mm-hmm. we just kept getting no's no's right. no's and the Lord just kept kind of gently guiding and directing me through people and circumstances to homeschooling. And I thought, that is laughable. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had every stereotype in my mind about homeschooling. And I was just like, you are crazy, Lord. You are crazy. And earlier you had said, this is insane. We were going to quit your job. Yeah, well, so this was even more insane. <laughs> Teaching my daughter. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I've been a teacher, but I mean, come on. But taught right. graphic design, <laughs> not all the fundamentals of learning from an early age, you know. English. Oh, oh I mean, man. everything. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, I can't do this. And JD mm-hmm. really didn't want to do it either. Yeah. Um, through, uh, I started like interviewing friends who homeschooled. I mean, I'm just so yeah. this way pro con list and <laughs> let's make our list of people to call. And I set up all these phone appointments with people and I'd, okay, tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh-huh. You know, and I'd make all my little notes. And then I go to this open house and then I talk uh-huh. to this person and I start really seeking out all the resources. And I find that there are a ton of yes. resources in this city. Absolutely. And I thought, okay, Lord, here we go. Right. I mean, you want to talk about stepping out in faith. That, that was it. more than quitting my job, I think. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I can always freelance. Right. right. I can always find work. Right. But teaching but, my daughter... Mm-hmm. Way out of the comfort zone. Way. Then I, I we started doing it. Okay, we started with second grade. That year was rough. You know, the first year of homeschooling yeah. is always kind of rough. You're trying yeah. to figure it out. We used a tutorial who really was instrumental. I mean, they mm-hmm. helped provide lesson plans and curriculum lists in a day of school-like, mm-hmm. you know, activity every week. Um, and for a few months, it was it was like, I don't know. This is, she's she's feeling lonely. All those stereotypes, you think, is she getting enough social interaction? Is she doing this? Is she doing that? And a friend who also lived in our neighborhood mm-hmm. came walking by with her dog. Mm-hmm. How's it going, Stacy? I said, it is, it is, I don't know, you know, tears again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she said, you need to get Garner over at Firsty Van. They have a Mother's Day out for homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. And Meredith loves it, and I think you'll have a great, it'll be perfect for her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the next day I called, mm-hmm. and I got her in the next week. And it was just like the, it was just like what we needed. Mm-hmm. She had a little community with lots of girls, and mm-hmm. I met more moms, and we started getting asked on play dates, mm-hmm. and that just kind of grew and grew over two years. And at the end of those two years, we had moved. Mm-hmm. We'd sold our house. We were about to move. Mm-hmm. And I'm like fast forwarding. But one of the biggest lessons I think God taught me through that was. I met some of the best people I've ever met mm. that really had similar priorities, mm. loved their kids, wanted to be obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and wanted to to be intentional mm-hmm. with their mm-hmm. relationship with their children. I love it. And um, and if you had not said yes in, in <clears throat> obedience to him, you would not have had those friendships and relationships for her or for you. Mm-hmm. So now this year we. We had moved in, into a good school district. We decided right. to do public yeah. for both of them. Right. Okay, we can always homeschool again. Right. You know, that was our That was our a good deal, experience, for right? sure. And um, halfway through, we realized things just weren't as good for Garner as we, we want them to be. Right. And she felt the same way. And we pulled her out at the break and said, okay, we're going to go back to homeschooling. Yep. And that's probably what we'll do for the short term. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what I've learned, and Graham is still at the public school, and he's doing well, and he's thriving. And what I've learned is it is year to year, and it's child to child, and it's life circumstances, and what God calls you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it might be different next year. That's right. You have to just wait on the Lord and, and walk in that obedience, mm-hmm. which is so easy to say. Easy to say. So easy to say. But easy when it's say. real in your own life. Yeah. It's hard. It's teaching me that I don't need to make too many plans. Mm. Mm. I really don't. I like that verse where it says in Psalms, where it says, um, in, in, a, in a man's heart, he makes his plans, but God is the one that ordains his steps. Uh-huh. I've lettered that for someone before. And that is just, it's the truth. It's, it's Beautiful. such truth. Absolutely. Beautiful. I have four questions at the end of each episode. They're fun, okay? It's my Eat, Read, Pray, Love segment. So what are you, um, let's go to what are you reading? So I have a stack of books. Oh, me too. I mean, I wish I could read regularly. I know. By the time I get in the bed, I can read a page and I'm, and then I'm dozing. <laughs> I'm like out. <laughs> but I, I have found that podcasts and audiobooks mm. are really great. Yes. Do you get them from the library? Like uh-huh. audiobooks? I'm free okay. online. Yeah. Okay. I do. Um, do you do Audible or you're saying on No, the you can get, you can check them out okay. through the library <gasps> website. Neat. It's called a... I don't know what it's called. Okay. Local library? or Yeah. There's so many digital copies of each book. Okay. And so you kind of have to wait until they're available. But you'll get an email. And I started listening to the Magnolia story that way. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I'm in the car so much. Mm -hmm. I think I could not some books If you don't like it, you can just, you know, ditch it. Listen to something else. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Anyway, so you listen Um, to those. I do. I have um, Emily Lay's Simplified Life Mm. that's just kind of fun, you know, as I feel like picking it up. Will you remind me of her? Just entrepreneur. Yeah, she started a planner business Mm -hmm. a few Mm -hmm. years ago and Mm -hmm. has a similar stationary background as me. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of stationary businesses I was involved in a long time ago. Um, And so she um, has written a couple of books. One is Grace Not Perfection, which is great. I've read Mm -hmm. it. She's a mom of young ones. Mm -hmm. And she's, uh, she's trying to figure out how she's supposed to be a mom according to God and mm-hmm. not according to the world. Right. And it's sweet. It's good. Those are two good reads. Okay. One of her best friends is uh, Laura Casey, mm. and she's the um, creator of, uh, I think it's Southern Weddings, but Power Sheets. Power Sheets. We've been hearing about them. Mm-hmm. Crazy. They're great. Them? Have them right here. Really? Um, and I'm not great about going back in. Uh, every day like I should, but they're helping me kind of focus on some big big things and revisit them and stay accountable on a very small level. That's awesome. I need to get um, some. They sell out every year. Yeah. Get them early. When I, they release. I need to. Um, and she's, she's got a book called Cultivate that's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this her story is, um, I love it. It's, uh, 
you know, God's in the business of redeeming things, and mm-hmm. she's very open about her story, and it's uh, encouraging, mm-hmm. you know, through about her marriage and about her motherhood and about her, her business, you know, okay. Okay. as a businesswoman. Okay. So, so those are, oh, and I'll always have cookbooks. Oh, yeah. You're a great cook. Oh, I love to cook. cook. You'll be so proud of me. I made something from a chicken pot pie from scratch. Way to go. I was so proud of myself. I've never done that. It was so fun. I was so proud. And a meringue. I did that through the Secrets Ministry. I made my own meringue. Yes. Now, I didn't do it, like, without somebody standing there with me. But I was so proud. It was fun. That's good. It was fun. See? Lost art. There's too many little (laughs) girls that don't know how to cook. I know. Teach the next generation, you boys or it. girls. Yes, and you could do it. See, I could see you doing something like that out of your home one day. Like cooking classes. <laughs> I'm serious of the lost art well, of all the things. Sewing, cooking. Friday, I'm at tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm having one of Garner's friends over. Uh-uh. And we are setting up in the dining room the sewing machines, and they're going to make a pillowcase. I and love it. Then they're going to start on a little project that's a little mini modern quilt <gasps> that we will frame. I love that. And I got an the idea off Craftsy, which is an awesome okay. online class okay. website. Check it out. There's a mm. seven day trial. I don't get any. I will. I don't get anything for playing this. <laughs> this it's is just not an great. Ad. No hashtag. Yeah. Ad. No, no, whatever you call it. Oh, there's no sponsorship here. But yeah. Um, okay. So what are you praying for? I have this list on my phone. So mm. every time I open up my phone, I take <gasps> a screenshot of it. Yes, that's fabulous. So at the beginning of the year in church, our first um, service of the year, it was a time of prayer, and there were specific ministries within the church we were praying for, and then there was a time to really kind of focus on your own life Mm -hmm. and what you felt like you needed to pray for. And and J.D. and I, our kids were were in the children's church. Garner works in it, and Graham was in it. Um, Perfect. And so we we had an opportunity to sit there and and kind of talk through things, and so... um, my prayer list is number one, prayer. Yes. Um, number two, uh, contentment. Mm. Um, you know, in this new house, we want to do it all, redo it all. We want to do everything, but God doesn't have us there right now, mm. and um, we've got to. We got to. And it's lovely. <laughs> I love it. I've even seen all of it, but I, what I've seen, I love it. It's uh, it's not new. That's for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you can put your design on it. You know. Yes. You yeah. Um, our, uh, we have some debt, you know, that's on my prayer list. I want to, some goals we want to reach there. Mm -hmm. Um, work, we always are praying for what God wants for us next family time. And that goes right hand in hand with the intentional Mm -hmm. word and, um, my physical self, my health, my weight, my, um, you know, just moving more and eating better and, and that's all of us, mm-hmm. for sure. That's a, that's, a, that's a daily for me. It's a daily. Struggle. Yeah. It, well, speaking of what you mean. Well, I try to follow a, a fairly Whole30 lifestyle. You do. I'm I try so proud to, of you. But um, at great. least one meal out of the day yeah. or snack is not, for sure. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple things that I think anybody who likes dips and mm-hmm. and veggies like yes. hummus you need to try this look on nom nom paleo's website okay and it's a cashew curry dip and i think it uses like sweet potato or butternut squash or something mm. and it is so thick and yummy 
And it healthy. takes a little time to make. Okay. But yeah, it's totally healthy and totally Whole30 compliant and okay. paleo and all that stuff if you if you do all that. That's good. She got the recipe from someone else. But yeah, look up non-non-paleo cashew curry. It's, it's, good. it's good. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I'm, that's probably my... Garner is always baking something, mm. cooking something. So there's, there's junk in the house all the time. <laughs> oh, I try not so to, to eat that, right, but I'm definitely right. helping cook it, you yeah, know, yeah. so... Okay, so what are you loving these days? <clears throat> I'm loving um, watching my children learn new things. Mm. Um, it's fun to watch Garner get excited about things that I wasn't interested in when I was little, like, like cooking and sewing and, cooking and sewing. all those That's things. Awesome. Um, Good. Um, the delight, you know, in their eyes when they realize they've done something or mm. created something is, is fun. It is fun. I know you experience that, too. It is um, exciting. I'm loving the thought of warmer weather. Oh, yes. Please. Um, I'm ready to get in our camper and get out. Yes. And uh, being away, camping is so good for us as a family because we are unplugged. That's great. And we feel very refreshed when we come home. And um, Do you all have uh, cell service where you are, or do you all put them in a basket, or what are you doing? Most of the time we don't, and we don't even care about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just... Time outside playing. That's great. It's it's really good. Love it. Um, I'm loving our new uh, home location. Mm-hmm. It's close to a lot of what we do, and it's good for this season. That's real good. One day we want might want more space, but we're we back up to a park and we have mm-hmm. a pool and and we're in kind of a half cove and there's lots of kids and lots of trees. Lots it's of fabulous. trees, so we can. We're we're within just a few minutes of everything that we really need to do and like to do. So I'm. It's great. It's good. Good for now. Yeah. We've experienced the other, mm-hmm. driving, and there's there's good to that too. But right, right now this is good for now, and That's um, great. this 2018 and one of my 2018 goals has been connecting with friends, mm. and this time right here doing this podcast is really sweet because it's mm-hmm. hitting one of those goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving reconnecting with people. I've yes. seen you are one of probably three or four mm-hmm. that I've seen so far this year that I haven't spent time I with know. in a long time. I miss you. I miss you too. It's just that season. It is. It is. And and I'm okay with that. And I, I knew right. it. Right. Right. But now but I feel now the it's... Lord kind of prompting me to, yes. you know, get back out there. And intentional, like you said. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting you so me. Sweet. I love it. Your story. You're natural. Oh, thanks. There's a, there's a whole lot more to the story. Maybe we'll talk about we'll it another take, time. We will. We'll come back on. We'll come back on in a few months and talk about some more stuff. Okay. Thanks so much, Stacey. Thank you, Ren. Guys, I love talking to Stacy so much. I'm so glad that she's my friend. I'm so glad God brought our worlds together and our lives together. I've learned so much from her. And thanks so much for listening. I do want to say again about the sponsor for the podcast today. The sponsor for today's episode is Meredith Design Company. Y'all, she has so much experience and she is truly a gifted artist. She is going to be designing for me some new artwork for the podcast, so be on the lookout for that. And don't forget, check her out online at Instagram at Meredith Design Co. or on her website, MeredithDesignCo.com. So check her out. I know you will love the work that she does for you. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, be encouraged. Share this with a friend. We are all friends of a feather. Let's stick together. Have a great week. See you next time.
for your design needs on Instagram at at Meredith Design Co., that's C-O, or go to her website, MeredithDesignCo.com. Thanks so much for joining me. I will see you next time. Remember, be encouraged, share with a friend. We are all friends of a feather. Let's stick together. Bye, guys.